What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast, season three, episode eleven. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. Colby, now that that the incident is settled, how are you doing on this on this fine afternoon? If it's hopefully behind us, I'll be doing much better. But I'm I'm doing good. Can't really complain. Just came just came off an exam 20 minutes ago. Uh, hard parts over for the day. Get to transition smoothly into the into the gaming talk. Uh, a lot lot a lot's been ha- a lot's been happening, which is always nice for content purposes. Can't really find a can't really find like a gray area in on the agenda. So no complaints. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Today was pretty uneventful for me. I all my classes were canceled. Well, all being the one that I normally have on Tuesdays. So I'm just been bumming around doing fuck all. You know, I've been gaming. <laughs> I've been hopping to a few different games lately. A lot of games have required my attention in recent uh, days. But yeah, just living the dream. Eat, sleep, and gaming. Well, I mean, what else can can a guy like me ask for? You know, the American dream. <laughs> Absolutely. It's frozen again. Oh, no. For those of you wondering, this was the incident that we talked about. Oh, we're back. There he is. <laughs> no, we're going with it. Just go. We okay. got this. Okay. 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 <laughs> keep the ball rolling, I guess. Just keep, it, keep it going. It's fine. We got it. We've been trained for this. Okay, we have we have been through we've been we've been through hell and high water, but True. Uh, like you said, there's been a lot there's to talk about uh, that we didn't get to last week because we had the collaboration episode, but we're gonna get to today, uh, starting with what has been hot off the presses, uh, biggest game release so far of the month. Uh, we're gonna run through some numbers real quick, give it the proper production, and then we'll go from there. Um, All right. This game has sold 86,978 physical copies in Japan alone, which is a record for the franchise just mm-hmm. in its opening weekend. Highest selling game, the highest selling game in both Great Britain and Japan. It's not, it was number three in the Britain charts opening weekend. And as of two hours ago, October 19th, almost two weeks after, over two weeks after its release, it's still number one bestseller on the eShop. It is a let's get let's get synopsis real quick. Okay. An action adventure game in which players control bounty hunter Samus as she explores the planet ZDR. A side-scrolling gameplay of previous Metroid games alongside the free and melee attacks added in Samus Returns. As the player explores, they discover new 
weapons and weapons allowing them to access new areas. The game is Metroid Dread. Uh, it has rave reviews, 88% on Metacritics from fans, fans of an even higher score, but mostly above 90s. But it has Game of the Year buzz. However, none of that compares to the review and discussion you're going to get first. Oh no, he's frozen in the middle of a dialogue. Okay, he's back. Good. Sorry. Go I, was about to, I, was about, I was about to say, uh, you, let's say you can push all those numbers aside because you're about to get uh, firsthand commentary on the game for not only played it, but completed it. Uh, Tyler, Troy Dread, is it as good as everyone says it is? Well, Colby, my journey was a long and arduous one. This being my first ever metroid game that i've ever played uh you know actually ironically i did make a friend here at college very recently uh his name is javier and he has played every metroid game uh we had we went to a football game together because he was friends with the people that i already went to the football games with so we met through acquaintances but he's he's also a big gamer, huge Fire Emblem fan. He's played every single Fire Emblem game, and a big Metroid fan because he's played every single Metroid game. So we were we were hyping each other up about uh, Dread, and as I was playing, he was the one that was you know he wanted to know my progress, you know, want to know how I was doing, what I thought of it. Uh, but he did not really offer any tips for me. He wanted me to like figure things out on my own as a true Metroid gamer should. What a, and what a true friend. Seriously, but. Fuck man, dread dread kicked my ass. It it really made me work for it. it it's the it first game most people's. Don't take it personally. Yeah, it it it's the first game in a while that that really like tested my metal as as just in my general gaming abilities, my exploration uh abilities, my combat and reflex uh sort of just predispositions of like how games work and it's very punishing but fuck man it did it felt so fucking right to like overcome that shit it was like a dopamine factory now there were times and you know this firsthand that i was frustrated beyond belief like i had you know i had to stop i had to step away it took me like hours to be bosses it was it was bad but when you when you beat those roadblocks and just so much is opened up to you afterwards, it it's great. It's wild. It, and it took me 10 and a half hours to beat. That was my final time, 10 to 16, because it tells you your final time. And my completion percent, ironically, was 69% on my first ever playthrough of Metroid Dread. So... I like to think that. No, yeah, yeah, I'm serious. It was like, oh, <laughs> it was like Tyler, your time of completion is 10 hours and 16 minutes. Your completion percentage is 69 percent. Well, fucking done. You should never touch the game again. Never it's do it again. Yeah. In state. But holy shit, dude. The I almost don't know where to start, but like the game is. Let's, we'll start with the movement, right? I think the let's talk about the reasons why. It's good. You don't give up, right? <laughs> like I feel like that's a good segue. Like I, I'm oh, yeah, talking it's... about, I'm talking about all these things. Like oh, you know, it's it's frustrating, but once you get past those roadblocks, it gets you know you get so much dopamine from it. 
what what parts of the game make it so that you don't just give up right and get so frustrated one is the fluidity of samus's movements is just unmatched right like it took me a while at the beginning to kind of get used to uh you know the different things like the slide you know wall jumping and shooting on the run and while also you know kind of there's a if you hold in the l trigger you kind of like stay stationary and you can point in any you know 360 direction which is very good because you're going to need to be accurate you're going to need to learn to uh mix that in with your regular combat and such when you're facing certain enemies obviously the counter is your best hope of survival uh most enemies if you counter if you're able to counter them at the right time you can kill them in one hit so countering is a very useful skill to learn as well but it takes some time to master but one is that is that movement just that movement and you know that you're only going to get more options to move around later on with new abilities and and upgrades so that you want to keep going to get to that that peak form uh secondly i think is the lore that you're presented with at the beginning, even as a new Metroid fan, like I knew the general story of Metroid. You know, I I like to watch YouTube videos on the lores of these series, even though if even if I don't play them. Uh, so I knew the general direction of of sort of Metroid stories, but the way that they throw you in there, the the mystery and and the intrigue, and as you keep going, that just builds, right? You get you don't get a lot of answers. But you just want to know, like, you just get more questions and you want to know more about, like, what the hell is going on, how this is going to affect Samus uh, later on down the line. So that's that's reason number two is uh, the story, while, while, you know, it's nothing like grandiose or uh, crazy groundbreaking, but it, it's enough to draw your interest in. I do and, think that a lot of people are complaining about, like, the long exposition at the beginning of the game, but what over 20 years since this game's predecessor has released it's kind of necessary i'm talking about a whole new generation of people that are playing this game that have never before played any other 2d metroid yeah i mean that's kind of a metroid thing though like you get big expedition at the beginning and then you get nothing go you're on your own now and it's kind of the charm you know you get your premise mm-hmm. and then you go in and then you're on your own you obviously have your ai companion adam that you can check in with uh every now and again after like story beats like you can't just go to him and ask for a hint you know even in the rooms where like you plug him into the system you 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 can't like just talk to him whenever like, you need to progress a certain amount before he will you know give you your next objective or kind of general direction rather a legend uh fucking adam he's such a dick but um yeah i know why you're laughing because it's that fucking meme that you sent me when i was stuck for two hours because i didn't shoot a fucking wall in a single room it's so fun like what if he just said that to you like what the fuck (laughs) samus you've been lost for two fucking hours there's some beam blocks right over there you're just just what the fuck man but yeah quick tip uh metroid very much encourages you to shoot every single tile (laughs) so if you're stuck, like, just fucking shoot everything, all right? You're bound to find some hidden secret or, or the way forward, in my case. I was, I was, it definitely was less severe as I went along, because that was, like, the first instance where, like, oh, I need to shoot this wall that has, like, I would have no idea. It has no obvious tells that you're supposed to shoot it, but you need to shoot it to go forward. So, yeah, Metroid is very much, like, 
like that. that. That's one beginner tip that I can tell you. If you get lost, just shoot everything. But um, kind of going off the back of story stuff, I'm really glad you unfroze there. You were frozen for a long time. Uh, but uh, after going off of the story stuff, uh, the big one of the big motivators for me was, was because seeing Samus's mannerisms in this game is such a breath of fresh air, dude. Like, Samus is so fucking badass in this game. Like, every cutscene she's in, she's doing, she's just doesn't give a shit about anything that's going on around her. And she's just, she's, she's just she, doing cool stuff. Yeah, she, like, it's so cool. Like, you can tell that she's seasoned. You can tell that this doesn't even fucking phase her in the slightest. And, and it's just so, it's so cool. Like, Samus has been characterized in a way that I have never seen before, and it's just so awesome. And and though getting to those moments, getting to see more of Samus was also a big push for me to continue playing. Also, the fact that the game is just gorgeous, and the gameplay loop, while, yes, you will die a lot to, like, bosses and such, like, you know, even if you get, like, immediately destroyed, you know, like, okay, I know how to avoid what I just died to. And it'll be pretty easy. So yeah. now that I know it's coming, right? So yep. just the gameplay, every time you go in for a new try, even if you are really frustrated, like I was against a few bosses. Learn from experience. I was going to say, you, you're you always learning. And like sometimes it does. Like sometimes you need to step away from it. Yeah, that's And true. like think it out. Maybe you even need to like go back the way you came if you can to find an additional like few missiles or, or upgrades or something. But like you know that, yeah. Like, at your first death, you're like, okay, I know I can beat this. Yeah. Even, so, even though I just died in 0. 0.2 seconds, I know that I can get this. Yeah, it's one of the best feelings when you finally conquer, like, something that has just been in your way this entire time. Like, Nintendo Life gave the game, I think, a 10 out of 10. But, like, one of the critiques they had was that the game was too hard. Like, this is part of the game being hard. You just learn from it. Like, no game is too hard. You just learn from what you did previously and you just do something different. Yeah. Until I mean, you figure it out. As I was like, coming for me, like a total newbie to the series, even other Metroidvania games that I've played, like Ori and the Blind Forest, I never completed that, like bat, like a few years ago, because like Metroidvania has always put me off, and that that one was challenging for me. I just didn't have an an incentive to complete it, but for some reason, this game it made me keep going, it made me keep trying, and eventually, I I got it, and it mm-hmm. was fun. You get to t- find all these quirks to the boss that you never even knew. There are secret ways to kill bosses out of sequence you get items out of order there are just hidden mechanics that you can exploit to kill them super fast once you know their patterns and and it's it's so good like it this game is so good guys like melting and emmy probably felt amazing right yes um emmys <laughs> the emmy zones were always terrifying you know because they oh, you know the they noise, weave the they music kind of, is oh my god oh the music i was, is watch, I was watching I was watching Maximilian dude's stream like opening weekend it came out because yeah. I'm like I'm probably not gonna get this a little bit but yeah I just want to see what it was like so I had some background to like speak on it but and he was like the the bass music isn't like anything crazy special like it's but it's not like anything out of this world but like the Emmy music and the boss music like whew. yeah like that's guardian that's guardian theme kicked up a notch I know man the the Emmy zones. It's kind of weird, you know, like they they were a big market selling for the game, but really they're just another aspect of the world. Like they're nothing like that's, you know, they're how you get your, you know, progression and such. You have to, you have to face down the Emmys, but at least to me in the general gameplay, 
there was way more that I like that I was like I was more focused on than just yeah. the Emmys. It it just they say. weaved that was they weaved together with the world so well that I almost didn't notice their significant like their they didn't seem like to overshadow anything really, which I honestly think is a good thing. Like it felt mm-hmm. really cool. It's like, oh, I'm in an Emmy zone. You know, I know how to handle these, but also I'm terrified at the same time <laughs> because anything can happen, especially with the later Emmys, because each Emmy has its own like ability or like its own little gimmick. Damn, those last few Emmys are fucking hard. But again, at the same time, you've fought so many of them already that you know kind of how to do it. So it's this game of cat and mouse where you aren't killed immediately, but you know you could at like any point. And also you have the you have the Emmy counter. So like if you do get trapped by an Emmy, you have one <laughs> chance to get out. You actually have two chances. Because there are two like instances where you can counter an Emmy when you're captured. One is before they pin you down, and there's a little flash again. These are like very nearly frame perfect like counters you need to pull off. It's not meant to be easy. You are meant to you are meant to die when you when an Emmy gets its hands on you. But when you one time in one of the I think in one of the earlier Emmys, I was able to like counter it like twice in a row and outrun it to act. And I actually got away and it was so fucking cool. I was like, I'm recording that shit. I was able to <laughs> do the impossible and, and get the fuck out and actually like continue progressing like that wasn't for nothing. Right. That was a very narrow miss that allowed me to continue progressing. And you have you have things like that all the time in this game. So, well, the fact that see you through like other 2d platforms like door to door that is that's terrifying <laughs> yeah no because like, normally like when you like range you can run to where you're out of like range and can't be like tracked anymore but like, mostly like when I, games i play like oh if i just go to another zone like they'll stop chasing me they're yeah. gonna they're still going full bore right after you yeah some of the enemy zones they're they're massive like you you are not safe for a long time uh but they kind of like tie the sections of whatever part of the planet you're in together. They're very, they're usually like right down the middle, or like you know they're one of the bigger chunks of the world. So they're always a constant threat. But when you finally take out an Emmy, you feel such a big sense of like, oh my god, I have so much I can explore now, and I can freely explore this zone free of the massive danger, and, and find all sorts of secrets and stuff. So. Again, another huge incentive to like continue playing, even if the Emmy's kicking your ass. It's like once I beat this thing, I have all the shit that I can go explore risk free. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just amazing. Like it it's so it does not hold your hand at all. I did need some tips. I and I went to Twitter and I was able to. I didn't like see any spoilers because even like Metroid Twitter, at least early on, they're like very reluctant to give new players information, but they will guide them in the right direction. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, so no, yeah, that is pretty cool. Like, yeah, the entire community's like, okay, go here, but then that's all. Yeah, like the you. like the one time that I was stuck in the first area of the game for two hours because I didn't realize that I had to shoot a wall in another place. Like that was literally it. I had to shoot one wall and I never did, and that's what got me stuck. And they were like, "Yep, it's in one of these rooms up here. Shoot the corner, like shoot around, and you'll find it." I was like, okay. They didn't even tell me it was a wall. They just, like, shoot around and you'll find it. And eventually I did. And I was like, oh, my. I feel so fucking stupid, but I'm so happy I that I can actually say, play the I game. Was, 
Did you put the control down for like a minute and we're like, oh my god, like I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because it was like right in it was like right in one of the elevator rooms to go to the to the next section of the planet, and I just had to turn the other way and shoot. And I I I did have to be like, oh my fucking god, are you serious? And that's fine, you know, that's fine. I didn't even get close to that wall, so I don't know if like if I got close, I would see that I'd have to shoot it. But did you that ever get the, that? Did you ever get brutally stuck like that again, or was that the worst? Um, the only other time I got like I would get really stuck was on a boss, but I that wasn't like a progression. That's, that wasn't like a combat thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a comp. That was just a combat wall, not like where the fuck do I go wall. But no, that was the only time I got like really really stuck. But once I got that through my head, like okay, there are secret blocks in around here. That you would have no inclination to shoot whatsoever. That could still be shot. So, like, that taught me a valuable lesson that I used throughout. And there are even times where, like, okay, I might, like, I'm starting to get stuck. I'm starting to get lost. I'm not sure where to go. That I used that, what I learned from that first experience, like, okay, let me go to, like, this place seems like it might have a secret. Or this place. And I was able to get unstuck from it. Also, I think I unintentionally uh, <laughs> went the wrong way to get to another area of the planet because I saw Taco on Twitter do this really hard uh, speed booster puzzle. I saw, um, yeah, yeah, it, or at least Where you, like, you, know, you go into you go into a room, shoot it, run out, go to another area, like shoot it, run out, and then yeah, yeah you have to, the water, right? Yeah, you have to conserve your speed boost the whole way, and you have to like uh reach like recharge it at different you know very precise points obviously not the way i was meant to go as a first time player but i saw it i was like oh i saw this on twitter i'm gonna try and do this right now i didn't even have the all the abilities that he did but i knew that it was possible with what i had or at least i felt it and i was unwilling to give up so eventually and also like this was the one way i'm like okay this I can't find another way forward, and I know that there's something here that I can get, so I'm going to try it and just hope for the best. And after, like, 30 minutes of trying and getting a little frustrated, uh, I was able to get through, and it, it rewarded me with, like, uh, like, missile upgrades or whatever, but it also had the door for, like, a secret way into the next area. So it, I was like, holy shit, it actually got me out of there. For those uh, keeping track at home, that is 25% of Tyler's playthrough he spent trying to shoot one wall and trying to find a speed boost he found on Twitter. We need to fill in the first <laughs> seven and a half hours of gameplay. Yeah, it it's true. I mean, the rest the rest was very smooth sailing, to be honest. Like, I I don't know, man. This game was, like, gorgeous. Like, it looks great. It feels good to counter enemies. It feels good to just go through Emmy zones, narrowly avoiding danger. It is all the gameplay together so well just feels so good to play and i and i knew that i was overcoming like like actually hard challenges like i knew that this wasn't just an easy game that like oh i feel good because i know this game is difficult and i'm actually progressing through it which makes me want to do it more so Mm -hmm. it was just a self self self-perpetuating cycle of sort of pride and like being able to continually figure this stuff out and then that brings that brought me all the way to the final boss, which I cannot spoil here. Like that final boss, it, 
when you beat the game, it puts you back to the point right before you fight that final boss. I've been playing that over and over again, like for like an for hours at a time sometimes, just because I love fighting this final boss. It was so great. Like the entire ending of the game is amazing. I can't spoil it here, but holy shit, the weathering every single thing the the game throws at you is worth it just to get to that ending point. It really makes the whole journey worth it. So I don't know, man. This like this is my game of the year. This is my game of the year contender. Just, like who is it? Your personal game of the year? Just it should be in contention come December. Well, I, I think, I it think will it's be. my. I think it absolutely will be yeah, a nominee. I, I think it'll be nominated for a lot of awards. I don't think it'll. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell if like the actual people voting on games would consider it game of the year material. I definitely do though. I think it should I, be. I think it's material. I think it definitely is a. It has to be. It has to be enough. Like it is. I it's don't just know. So it's it's really a return to form yeah, for the series. Cool. I've heard, and it's even for a newbie like me. It it was so great. Like easily, like nine out of ten. Uh, as I was say, right now for me, nine out of ten. I'm planning to do another playthrough of it, but damn man, it's just so. It was so good. It was such a great ride. And obviously, you know, Colby and my like general rule, like, oh, if I get one hour per or like one hour per dollar I spend on the game, then I'm fine with it. But there are some exceptions to that. I think this is an exception because it only took me 10 hours yeah. to beat. But that's not counting any future playthroughs I'll do. But even then, I think I got my money's worth because like the, I, th- this game was a that lot, good. No, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, a lot like, of people th- are saying that. A lot of people are. General I know consensus is 10 to 12 hours. Yeah, I know there's also a consensus of people that says, like, this game is not worth $60 compared to other games like God of War and, like, other huge, like, like Breath of the Wild. Like, it's not, it doesn't even compare yeah, to those, this, say, but. You know, multi-million dollar projects. Like, I can't imagine Metroid's budget is, like, a top seven budget at Nintendo. Like, let's be serious here. Probably not, but even with, even if that's the case, like, they did so well with this game. Like, it was incredible. Uh, Mercury Steam developed it, right? Like, they killed it. Yeah, no, Mercury Steam, they were the ones who developed the uh, Metroid 2 remake, uh, Samus Returns, on the 3DS, which I never played, but I heard it was very solid, and they they just knocked it out of the park with this game, dude. It's so good. I would recommend it to anyone uh, who has been interested in the Metroid franchise and, and wants to start. Start here. Even though this is the end of kind of like an arc of story for the 2d metroid games even then i i i I felt totally natural hopping in right here and kind of getting immersed in it it was great and you know there are still questions i have it doesn't answer all the questions that a new player will have about the story yeah Uh, but it's just it doesn't even matter because it's kind of like a fire emblem three houses thing right like none of the three routes or four routes sorry even altogether tell the full story of Fodlin. But that mystery is just still intriguing, even if you don't get, like, it's still okay to have that mystery at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, Metroid Dread, I think that's everything I can really say on it anymore would just be rambling nonsense. Uh, but yeah, Metroid Dread, fantastic, fantastic game. I am totally on board for anything the metroid series has to offer it makes me even more excited for metroid prime 4 whenever that comes out i was but, gonna say yeah it probably does boost that up a little bit 
But seriously, Metroid fans have have this is a massive dub. This is also a massive dub for any new Metroid fans coming into the series. Absolutely recommend it to anyone who has been remotely interested in, in Samus and her her games. So good. All right, Game of the Year nominee, and by all accounts, a, a, a Switch It Up Awards Game of the Year nominee as well. More importantly, so for sure, yes, we'll definitely be keeping my eye on that uh, come December, hopefully. Uh, maybe it could. You know what? I could see it. I could see a player's choice win for this game. Oh yeah, for sure. I I could see that happening. But uh, any other awards would just be icing on the cake. So mm-hmm. this because this game deserves it. So it's so fun. Yeah. But where do you want to go from here? I mean, we have. Um. Do you want to talk let's... about the second biggest thing that's happened in gaming since <laughs> Metroid came out? It uh, be the biggest. Like let's some some would argue bigger. Yes, we can talk about that. Sure. Uh, some would argue okay. that this is a bigger moment in gaming, which, to be fair, they're probably right. Um, uh, for sure. They're but, right. uh, yeah, yesterday yesterday night for us, uh, the final Smash Brothers DLC character was added to the game officially. You were able to download him, and the new update as well. Uh, the final uh, patch for the game, Sora is now in Smash Smash Ultimate is is complete, and we got yep. to play we got to play Sora a little bit. So I guess we're gonna talk about him now. Yeah, uh, really, I've really come around the last eighteen hours on him. Like when I first got my when I first got my little grimy little hands on him, I'm like, oh, like I don't know if I like this, but mm-hmm. he it's like it's like Sakurai said, um, he's only definitely the least technical of all the DLC fighters. With that said, I don't think it's easy to play as him as he indicated it would be, just because, like, his number one attribute, or, like, downfall in my mind, he is his hang in the air <laughs> is ridiculous. He yeah. is up there for each, what feels like an eternity. You can do, that's a good thing and a bad thing, because, you know, you only get one air dodge in the air, and you're just falling down, and yeah. it's like, and, like, when you hold down the left analog stick, like straight down to get him down. He doesn't just go that fast, so he's one up away from being sent into in, into the crater of the Hollow Bastion. But yeah, um, I don't know. He's different. He's a different kind of sword fighter. Just the fact that he's predominantly in the air. His recovery is ridiculous, which we already oh, knew yeah. that. But playing <laughs> with it, playing with it now, like is it's so fun to do. Like when you pull that off. But you can do some cool combos with him. I like his magic element. I I don't. I think, I, I think I'd play... I don't know if I'm confident enough to say, yeah, he'll definitely be in my rotation of fighters, but I like playing as him. Uh, I'm not wild about his um, selection voice either. Like, that guy's just the long, <laughs> drawn-out monologue. Just uh, Sora. Yeah. Sora. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little... <laughs> that it was, was a little, little lacking, when I first but... Heard it. Yeah. It, it was, was uh... a little lacking. Uh, yeah, but not much else to say on him. He's really... He doesn't have a lot of kill power, which I think was expected. No, and he, no, he doesn't. He's extre- and he's extremely light. So top tier, maybe not, maybe lower mid, if I had to guess. But regardless, just seeing his name in the roster is sick. Yeah, just just having him there is a treat enough. Apparently, MK Leo is doing some crazy stuff with him uh, in the competitive shocker. scene. Um, I mean, shocker, obviously. MK Leo is just one of the best players of all time, but. Uh, 
his double jump reminds me a bit of Mewtwo's, where, like, it's kind of short for the first one, but then the double jump carries you, like, double the height of the first jump. It's so, just so It just takes so long, too. Yeah, it it's a little strange. His aerials and stuff don't have too much range. I find that his down smash and up smash are his biggest killing power moves. His side mm-hmm. smash actually isn't, like, super powerful in practice, I've found. His up, his, his up special has some... His up special definitely does uh, have some good killing power as well. Side B is just side B will not kill anybody unless you're literally oh my God. following them off stage, and in, in which case you will be put in a special fall and die as well. Um, but the thing I find hard about him is kind of his his three hit combo mechanic. Because I'm a guy that will like use. It's kind of weird just coming off of other characters, right? Where or I can do a neutral or I can do a neutral air and it's like a full attack instead of like, oh, I have to keep pressing the button after I land this. Yeah, this is just a third of the actual attack. Yeah, that's I get that. Yeah, it it's a little weird coming off from the other characters that I play, but I've been able to pull off some really cool combos with him just against the the CPUs. So uh, I, uh... He, he can be very oppressive. Like even though like he's floaty, he he can get up to like positions and like Keep you locked down. I'm I'm also not very good at using his magic, to be honest. Like I, I'm pretty damn bad at like hitting the thunders and and the I'm I I don't know. I'm I don't like I don't like that you have to like spam fire. I'm not wild about that. Yeah, if you have the timing right, you can like do one fireball and then immediately go into thunder. Like you I think can it's just, up, yeah, I think it's up to five you can spam fire with. Yeah, it it's a I think you can keep spamming it like infinitely. I don't think there's a limit. Unless I I'm, I I I did that. And I think I got the five. But regardless, yeah. I think um I think Blizzard's the best of his abilities as far as magic goes. Uh, okay, I definitely do not share that opinion. I definitely think, think Thunder. I think Thunder's probably the best. I just can't use it very well. But I think Blizzard's the worst. Like it has such bad range. I I whenever like I launch someone, I just if if I'm on Blizzard, I will just use Blizzard while they're flying away. That way, I can just switch to fire. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because like when I get when I get when I got CPUs in the high percentages, I'd use Blizzard and I could time it so like as they're breaking out of the ice, I could do like a forward smash and just kill them mm-hmm. maybe right away. So maybe that's why I don't know. I'm not wild about fires. Like if if you can reflect fire, it's so easy just to send right back at you. Thunder, mm-hmm. I've I've gotten instances where thunder like I remember stacker i said when you land the first you should land the rest. I've gotten instances where I landed the first and did not land the rest. Yeah, Stack, yeah. Stacker is a capper. No, he he said that they it should hit the rest, but obviously there are you know hitbox stuff and percentages stuff that could interfere with that. I want him to personally come back and fix it <laughs> and apologize. <laughs> yes, I need I need him on Twitter apologizing tonight. The, the first hit of fixing. the first hit of thunder is actually a command grab that follows with two thunders automatically. Uh, but grabs or anything special either when you say that. Yeah, Sora's grabs aren't crazy either, but they're just they're just grabs. It's fine. But I don't know. I like his dash attack. His dash attack's pretty cool. It is pretty uh, cool. And especially at low percentages, you can do like down tilt, up tilt, and then like three hit combo in the air or up air, and you know lots of stuff can be done at low percentages. But at high percentages, like it, it, he he he's lacking in the kill power a bit. You have to get uh, those opponents at, pretty damn at, like, high. And if he's at like sixty percent or higher, oh, he's in the red zone. He's not. He's. But I'm having fun with him. Definitely Same not here. gonna. 
I don't think he's going to be in my main rotation of characters. Oh, I love the not stage, for me. Though. I was about to say, the stage is great. Uh, I've been playing on it a bit. His music is fucking fantastic, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's fucking Kingdom Hearts music. What do you expect? But, yeah, I'm just... I'm happy to see Smash complete, honestly. Uh, I think we got it's some complete, interesting... It's, com- it's complete for you. I still have four or five left to get. Yeah, but... you have the full, like, first... <laughs> the only one you got was Byleth from the first True. DLC pack, and the rest you don't have. No, I... Listen, I rectified that failure last year. I now have all pass two. I bought, I bought the block, man. No Joker, no Hero, no Banjo. No Terry. No Terry. I'll get him eventually. I'm poor. That's fair. I bought the Fighters Passes like as soon as they were announced, so I just had, you know, I already I had. They, they were automatically like, they were automatically deposited into my Smash game. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, do I really want to spend fifty five dollars on eleven fighters? And I'm like, you know what? I probably should have. <laughs> it's okay. And h- hindsight is a powerful tool, but that's all I got on Sora, really. You know, not a lot. Just uh, he's fun to play and. As far as like competitive goes, I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of them. No, probably not. I mean, they're probably. I mean, the pros are probably pulling out fucking crazy shit that we can't even fathom. So yeah, it's true. I can, I can see him making some appearances, but uh, definitely won't be from me. No, is all is is all this section is kind of trying to say. Yep, we're not we're not good enough to do it. Is basically what we just spent the last nine minutes telling you guys. Yeah, but obviously, but I mean, hey, if he's a great addition, he fits in perfectly, pretty much. And now, that's it for new Smash stuff. For yeah, God, no, knows, for God knows how long. Forever. Maybe. Hope you got, hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you were born after, sorry, man, but yeah, apologies to you. I don't know. Even if they do do another Smash, I I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if it'll be as as crazy as this. I mean, the only way that it can be crazier than this is if Sakurai comes back, which, fuck, who knows about that either. That's not happening. <laughs> Maybe not, but yeah, that's Sora in Smash. That's... Go, go check him out. He's cool. And if not, and for He's... nothing else, the music is pretty damn good. So holding a key. So they didn't lie about that either. He, he oh, um, there is no Mickey or Donald or Goofy in the final smash. We can officially confirm that. Yeah, uh, of course. Was, it was always a lie, but we, we know you guys were begging to. That. Yeah, that's it would have been weird to see them. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, honest, I probably wouldn't have. It would have been fucking crazy if they were there, but I think it's for the best. <laughs> if they're it would have been wild. It would have been wild. But yeah, at this point, Smash is still just for vi- just a video game celebration. So it is, yeah. Best best to keep it with the the video game original characters. But yeah, that's Sora and Smash concluded. Uh, obviously, you still have lots. I mean, Sora just came out, so this definitely isn't the end of Smash. So far from it. But we'll just have to see if anything can replace the hype of smash for like these next few years 
because like those are the big things that everyone was waiting for like game awards and stuff and and directs and now it's going to be absent so we'll have to see but speaking of directs uh we did have a specialized direct uh, a few days ago for what was it like last Thursday, i think it was friday it was, something four, like it was four days ago i i checked today okay so, yep, friday. Friday. friday yeah so the animal crossing new horizons direct speaking uh, of uh last presentations or last major presentations yeah right this is the last major direct you know announcing the last major content for animal crossing new horizons this is them officially waving the white flag on beating Mario Kart in sales. Congratulations to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You've done it again. You've, yes. you've beaten another contender. Incredible. It's okay, Incredible it's okay because New Horizons has, left, has certainly left its impact on, on the wider for gaming sure. community. Yeah. And for Nintendo for sure. as well. But, yeah. I, I'm just going to play the trailer while I talk just in case I forget shit. Or not the trailer, just the full direct. But yeah, I didn't. It, like we, we we didn't. A lot of people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna sleep in for this direct or whatever." I don't, man. There's a fucking lot of stuff in here, way more than I was expecting. So we'll just get into it. So first one, first up, we it's kind of split into two sections. This direct we had first section is the free update. It's coming out on November fifth. On November fifth, everyone's gonna be able to get that. And the second half is the paid DLC expansion for the game. Uh, that will be coming out. Uh, I don't remember, but if I do get through this whole direct, I will probably see the release date. So I'll tell you when Ooh, I get there. But first up, wall. Roosters Cafe, the Roost, the coffee shop from New Leaf that everyone has been fucking clamoring for over and over again since the game's release is finally here, uh, and it is a permanent part of the museum. So it's not its own separate building. It is. An extension of the museum where you go up the stairs blathers with <laughs> with blathers the the bird brethren are together so it makes sense ah, but thank god you can go you can get a cup of coffee you can invite villagers to uh, have a cup of coffee with uh, you can even have a multiplayer like all your friends can go in and have coffee together which is pretty cool and the the roost looks great everything i mean literally everything in animal crossing looks just great and aesthetically pleasing it it, it looks amazing uh, you can do some amiibo functionalities to summon official uh, or specific characters, uh, but so far that's everything that they showed about the roost. You have Cap'n, uh, who will hang out on your island's dock with his boat, and if you take the boat, he will, one, serenade you with a nice sea shanty, uh, and two, he will take you to these <laughs> yes! uh, mysterious <laughs> islands. So these are kind of different from the Nook Miles Islands. Uh Kind of in the, well, in the same way, you can collect resources on them, but they have new types of flowers and flora. Uh, they have these climbable vines that I think you can collect and bring back for your own island, uh, which is pretty cool. Just a lot of new items are on these things, and sometimes they'll take you to uh, islands that are in a different season or a different type time of day. So it makes it easier to collect certain like things for the museum that maybe animals that uh, or fish that are usually. Uh, in one season that you are not currently in, Captain can take you to a winter island where they are there, or spring, or summer, or fall, or things like that. And you can just I'm get sorry, special I, items. I, I'm not ignoring. I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to find a meme that's relevant to this conversation. Nope, it's okay. I figured you were doing some sort of business-related thing. But anyway, 
Uh, next up is Harv's Island. Literally the most useless yes. part. The most useless oh part is killing shit. Of, of Animal Crossing, or at least, at least in my opinion, it was the most useless uh, part of of this game. Is actually getting another function where you can kind of go there and it kind of you can turn it into a market. So, the in Animal Crossing New Horizons, there are these sort of random encounter, I guess you could say, uh, merchants that'll come by like once a week. Uh, so, like, uh, Sahara, the rug and wallpaper uh, saleswoman, or Kix, the uh, shoe salesman, or Leaf, the uh, plant and flora specialist. Um, using Now, with this update, using Harv's Island, if you contribute enough bells, you can make them permanent fixtures of that island. So you can go there, and they will always be there, always have new stock, so you won't have to worry about waiting for them to always visit your island just completely randomly. You can't predict it. Uh, there are also new services like uh, Harriet and the Llama, uh, what was it, Cyrus and Reese, I believe they're called, that can um, help you, uh, what was it called, like recolor furniture, or, like specialize them. Uh, and then Harriet, of course, will unlock new hairstyles and such if you want to change up your villager's look. So that's kind of its secondary sort of market area that this update is adding, as well as a fortune teller, which I assume will kind of go into like luck values and such think stardew valley i think that's kind of how it works uh it'll kind of so, yeah. determine like your luck for the day or, or such like that so you can decide like if you want to do this thing that might net you some some rewards if you have high luck so i think that's how, how it worked she, she was in new leaf i don't remember exactly how it worked but i think it's kind of uh, like that system there are also new mini games you can kind of activate with the villagers there are more villager interactions that you can have which we'll get to that later in the direct uh ordinances are back which is sick uh from animal crossing new leaf uh where you can have like an early bird ordinance so all the shops open like much earlier in the day uh and your villagers come out earlier or a night out ordinance where the shops will stay open longer but open later so this was actually really helpful for me in new leaf when i had you know school in the morning uh so i'd always do a night owl ordinance so that all the shops would be open way later in the day when I finished all my homework so I could still get all the stuff for the day. Uh, there are also new ones called Beautiful Island Ordnance and Bell Boom, which I assume uh, do different functions, maybe some with, like, uh, how villagers trade bells or, or things like that. They're not really gone into too uh, heavily, but I, I assume that's just for us to find out when, when the update comes out. Uh, next up, we have new home exterior options, uh, new designs for your house, you can make it look like a log cabin, a freaking like Japanese pagoda, like all sorts of crazy shit uh, are now available for the if you go talk to the nookster in the in the <laughs> town hall to to change the exterior of your house. Oh man, uh, I miss that bastard. Also, max storage capacity. This is huge for oh me my God, because is it really? yeah, because I never fucking like storage is fucking all I do because I just get you just get so much shit all day they're like well i don't want to get rid of this but i have nowhere to put it so i'll just put it in storage uh i think right now you can hold up to 2400 items in your storage in your house this update more than doubles that uh and you can purchase 5,000 items of storage so god the nookster coming in i was gonna say nookster being a fucking gamer uh we also have new stuff that we can purchase with nook miles 
like new recipes, new just features for your phone, things like that. Farming has been added, farming and cooking, so you can like grow your own crops and actually cook oh, dishes, like that. kind of Breath of the Wild style. Uh, we'll book even cuisine. Yeah, you can like display them like as items on like a table if you want to make like a restaurant sort of feel, which I know a lot of people uh, are going to really appreciate. But there are lots of different crops, There's, like carrots, wheat, uh, tomatoes, all sorts of stuff, uh, and you can actually use kitchen items uh, like like the bar kitchens to craft that stuff, which is really cool. So there's that. Uh, we also have new decorating stuff. There are ceiling decorations now in the game. So you can have like hanging lights that you didn't have before and like hanging shelves or hanging gardens, which look really great. You can add accent walls. Uh, originally, uh, if you were to apply a wallpaper, you would do that for the entire wall. But now you can have like one wall is a different color for like an accent wall which I know a lot of designers are going to be fucking ravenous about. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, this, this direct just made me feel really self-conscious about how hor- like how not as good my island looks as these guys' islands do. Uh, but I it makes might, sense. Like, I might come back to this Am just I, to see. Dude, we're not, even, we're not even halfway through. So like, the max, like, I know for a fact I don't have one person left on my island, so I just want to come back and see it for myself. Well, actually, in this game, your villagers don't leave, like, unless they tell you they're going to leave. Like, everyone's going to be there when you come back. The meme was a lie, then. No, I was going to say, New Leaf was like that, where, like, one day you could just come back and they'd just be fucking gone. Uh, But this game isn't like that. But uh, continuing on, you have an upgraded construction license where you can now build... 10 bridges and inclines instead of eight each which is really good for me because i have two like makeshift bridges that i made out of like land instead of like actual bridges which is really good so now i can uh kind of remedy that and also add new inclines to get up and down my village which is going to be really sick uh we have new types of fencing we have new customizations options for uh different items you have a handheld camera mode so you can like carry around your phone and take pictures as if you like from the perspective of the villager instead of like that top-down perspective you can vlog yeah no you can actually (laughs) vlog and you can set up on a tripod so you can get into the pictures too at that perspective uh let's see you can do more shit with custom designs you can put them on more things more hair designs we talked about new reactions uh is a small thing nookster me and the nookster are gonna take island tips uh, have been added to your phone in case you need inspiration for something you have new things new furniture you can buy with your nook miles you have this okay this is really cool you have this storage shed that is linked to your home uh storage that you can place anywhere on the island so you can access your home storage from outside your home which is super useful uh as well as uh an atm machine so that you don't have to go to the town hall every time you want to like Ugh. withdraw from your account. So lots of really good interest uh, on that bad boy. Quality of life changes there. You'd actually get a lot of fucking interest. Like every time I come back from the game after a long hiatus, it's like, hey, we just added nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine bells to your account. Thanks for using Nook. I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty good. Uh, we have new KK slider songs. We have a new music box so you can play them on. Uh, we have gyroids. He dropped an album. He's, he's dropping new albums. He's doing better than Kanye is. Uh, oh my God. He, we have gyroids making. We have gyroids making their return uh, from 
Animal Crossing New Leaf, you can dig them up out of the ground, uh, gyroid fragments, and you can actually, if you rebury them and water them, they will grow into gyroids. And uh, there are different types, all making like different sounds and, and animations. They look really cute, and they can they'll actually sync up to any songs that you're playing on any like music playing device, like radios or speakers or such. So you can have like an orchestra of gyroids, uh, which would actually be a really cool idea for my sort of outdoor cafe thing that I have a bunch of instruments for like a band to play, but I can just replace them with actual gyroids playing music, which would be pretty cool. So uh, there's that. You can customize their colors as well. Uh, the Nooklings sell more stuff at their shop. You can craft these things called ladder kits where uh, it will be permanent ladder fixtures instead of just, you know, you have a ladder that you always pick up. And now you can have just permanent ladders to change elevation on your island, which is cool in case you don't want an incline or anything. You just want to use a ladder, uh, which is great. Uh, you can buy that from the Nooklings also. Good Lord. <laughs> Dude, we are fucking tr- There's so much. Your character can now also fit into half space spaces. So you have a lot more freedom now of how you can build your house and kind of change up your decorations so that you actually have room to move around instead of just being confined uh, if you don't have just the slightest bit more space. It's uh, crazy. Which is really great. Drop uh, another game. Seriously, they, they just, all this is out of nowhere. Uh, those villager interactions that I talked about, uh, another returning feature from New Leaf, villagers can now invite you over to their house or they can come over to yours. Uh, it's just a small interaction. I, I'm not sure if there's any more depth on it. They don't go crazy in-depth on it, but I believe that is everything for the free update. So now that will be available on November 5th. Uh, again, free update. And it's the last major content, like major free content update for the game. So this will be one, like the last hurrah for free content. However, if you want to pony up a little bit, there's more. I was about more. to say, if you if you want to pay some 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 cash, there is an expansion coming out where you you get a fucking job. That is the expansion. You get a job as a vacation planner for uh, the people of the Animal Crossing world. And now let me figure out the salary we're working with here. Basically, <laughs> you go to... They're actually... like You get paid. So we'll get to that in a second. But you go Dude, to bread. the airport and you fly to this archipelago, uh, this sort of resort getaway location uh, where you, along with the... I think the Happy oh. Home... The, the cast from the Happy Home designer game, uh, you become one of their employees and you design like this whole dlc is based around designing uh these interior these houses these getaway just locations for specific villages disgusting you're only making six thousand years of vacation planner this (laughs) expansion is terrible (laughs) i think the conversion process may be a little different in animal crossing from the real life delores yeah 47 bells (laughs) bi-weekly But yeah, you become an employee, and each each uh, villager, it doesn't even have to be villagers you have, it's just characters uh, that are on the archipelago looking for a vacation. Uh, you can choose which one you want to do, and they will have a specific set of items that they, is required to have in their house or on their property in some, po- in some form. But once those are placed, the rest is up to you. Like You can put whatever you want in there to fit the theme, to... 
you know, change their house around to change the size, change the dimensions. You even have exterior yards to work with. You have different locales that you can choose from, like this sort of sec like secluded cliff space to this complete uh, island uh, of, of sand dunes to even just an iceberg, just a house floating on an iceberg that you can decorate. It It's wild the amount of options you have. But yeah, you just based on the client, you just design seemingly with no limits. Like it looks like you have unlimited resources to build it, like a creative mode sort of thing. The nooks are shelling out. So you just design to your heart's content and you can share your designs for certain characters like in game online to other people. It's kind of like sharing uh, custom designs uh, in the uh, Able Sister shop, but on a much bigger scale. Uh, you can create a, a whole portfolio of of properties that you have designed, uh, and that you can be that can be accessed on your Nook phone. You can change the season, the time of day that these guys go on the vacation. They are named. Uh, it's it's insane. Also, it's big the thing. Sims. They're turning this game into The Sims. They're just like this is insane. You can also uh, make partition walls. Which is a new thing, which people have been wanting for since the game came out. Like you can actually just extend walls now to make different rooms, you know, within like a single place, which is yeah, amazing. It's like, yeah, such no, a simple feature, help. but something people have wanted for so long. You can make counters and pillars as well uh, to, you know, obviously support the ceiling, but you know, it's just for aesthetic purposes. It's not actually required, but it just makes it look a bit more homey. Oh my god, dude, it makes it just looks so cool. Uh, you can add ambient sounds as well to the interiors. You can polish certain items to make them give off certain effects as you walk into a room. Uh, you get paid and in a special currency called uh, – what's it called? It's called uh, – hey, come on, please. Pokey. So you you earn pokey for doing this job, which you can spend on very rare items that are sold on this archipelago island resort island i don't the know why i said island. market maybe <laughs> i don't know how legitimate this currency is in the global animal crossing market but uh, you can also yeah, go back yeah, we're talking about like a sorry go ahead oh go ahead no go, no, go ahead i was gonna say we're talking about like a multi-billion dollar corporation here now. Like, i mean this isn't i don't think this is thin. nook inc this is a different company that's doing this so you're not thank god he's got some competition you finally escaped the grasp of nook uh in this expansion oh but you can god, go listen at least nook never made us work this person's making us work <laughs> for thirty six thousand dollars a year well yeah he didn't make us work but he also said you're also in debt to me until you can sell enough to my sons which store i probably have stock in yeah, but like, or you can just not do it like me the past year. <laughs> but you you are free to go back and remodel uh, anyone's home if you want to like change it up and like make it better with new items or new combinations. You can also like room villagers together and like make a com like a house for both of them, which is interesting. Roomies. No, yeah, you just choose a roommate for a villager to have, and then you have. I don't know exactly what gameplay feature that does, but uh, it's just another feature that you can do here. Uh, you can also on this island there are like public infrastructure buildings, like schools and hospitals and restaurants that you also get to design as well. 
and your villagers and the people on the island will work there and will have unique dialogue if they do. Uh, and it's it's so crazy. Like you can you can design like the colors or the exterior, anything on the interior. It, it's wild. Uh, what else didn't I say? You can follow uh, creators of on that little online space. So like you can follow. <laughs> Those yes. people uh, whose designs you you like enough. It's 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 so it's a it's another Animal Crossing social media uh, in game social media. I which, was really hoping Nookagram. I need to really yeah Nookagram on, on the yeah. Nookagram. Uh, but how does this you know how do you know this is all like a separate thing? How does this uh, relate to uh, your home island, right? Well, those techniques that you make or that you learn over there on the archipelago, you can bring back to the island. So you can put partition walls and those new items and new techniques of interior de- decoration. You can bring them to your house, like to your place. So to your crib, uh, to your crib. Uh, and you can redesign your house to actually like incorporate these new features, which I know some people are going to go absolutely nuts with. Even the stuff like that they showed in here is like almost lifelike. Like it looks so, so amazing. I, I just can't get over how awesome it looks with the new walls and everything. It looks great. I'm probably going to be doing a lot of remodeling of my house uh, now once I get that ability unlocked. But you can also invite your home villagers to the archipelago to make stuff for them as well. Uh, you And this is a good part. This is another big thing. Oh, thank uh, God. You, I think once you... I, it made it seem like once you like work enough or like maybe once you complete a certain amount of uh, jobs, you can go talk to Nook and request or like suggest home renovations to one of your villagers. So you can renovate your villagers' homes on your island. Damn. They which give you a lot of pull. Yeah, they're, no, they're giving you a lot of control over over just another reason that your character is an all-powerful god of this island. Uh, <laughs> but which is big because. When you give a gift to a villager, they will probably display it in their house, even if it doesn't fit, like, their theme of their house, like, at all. So you'll end up with, like, Fuchsia is a villager that I have, and I just gave her a bunch of random shit. Her house looks like a fucking clusterfuck. Like, it looks horrible. Fuchsia, take this shit down. (laughs) You, you You have, like, a giant fish tank that's fitting on a tiny little dresser that just makes no sense. From a physics perspective, it looks just. It's but just I bad. love, but I love this stuff, Tyler. I can't put it away. You're like fuchsia. No, fuchsia. I, I gave it. To, I, I gave it I... you because I gave it you because the game did not have enough storage for me, so I just gave you random shit. Now there's enough storage. Down. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially. So basically, this this is a feature that remedies that, so that you can make the villagers' houses actually look like good, and you can get rid of all the stuff that doesn't fit their theme. It's a and, small but hot, small but big ask. Yeah, a, a small, a small feature, but you know, big to the people who want to just micromanage every part of their island to make it perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like that—that's one of the things that you just really could not change. Uh, in on the island was the interiors of your villagers' houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this update, that too is a field that you have your hands in. So literally, after this de- expansion, you pretty much control every action of your villagers, every single choice they make. Like, you are literally a dictator. You're a dictator. Basically. How much does this cost? 
this expansion will cost 25 USD. Uh, it, <laughs> it is also 25 oh, United States dollars. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, it is also coming out November 5th, so it's coming out the same day as the free update. Oh, so man. you'll have access to that immediately as well, which is great. You'll have uh, to complete dictatorship if you yeah, want to spend an extra 25 U.S. <laughs> yeah, U.S. US currency. Uh, also, uh, pre-orders begin on the 29th, one thing. Second thing, uh, there is a second way to obtain this uh, DLC that a lot of people have been in contention the le- the about. Less, yeah, the less popular way, I would I would say. Yeah, Colby, would you, you like either, to... You can, okay, yeah, you I like got to go this. Into that. Um, <laughs> you, by chance, have 50 USD to do with. Um, and you're a fan of Nintendo. You can give it to them for uh, what people... Is virtually no more benefit than just paying the normal 25 rest? I don't know, but... Yeah, for the, the extra 25 USD, you can new online service that includes Nintendo 64 and Sega games. Uh, all 10 of them for the N64. <laughs> and, okay. like, I don't know how many Sega... I think, I think Sega Genesis is like a handful, maybe, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I actually don't know a lot about what this is giving you. Do they have it in... Or, like... Um, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it's in 50, this direct. dollars for a year, which isn't terrible compared to, you know... Year's uh, not also, it's twenty for a year. Base, eighty eighty dollars for a family. Uh, oh yeah, if you if if you and the misses wanna <laughs> spend eighty <laughs> USD, you can do that. Yeah, but uh, um, I'm gonna pull up what the it, what this has in. I it. know it gives you access to sixty four games like Ocarina of Time and sixty four. We already have sixty four on the Switch, but whatever. You missed out on three D All Stars. If you missed out on three D All Stars, it's it's not like there's a shortage. They're still on the shelves. Uh, yeah, no, still. <clears throat> but okay, um, here, I got it up here. Okay, go here for we it. go. Straight from Nintendo.com. Level up with a Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack membership. Get an access to a library of N64 games. Nine of them. As well as retro Sega Genesis classics. All the other great benefits of a Nintendo Switch Online membership are also included, such as access to 100, uh, over 100 NES and NES. Super NES games, exclusive online man ma- matches in Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, all that and more. Um, yeah, there's literally nothing else here. The uh, N64 controller is, you know, not a great controller to begin with. Uh, you still have to use the app to talk in voice chat, which is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Um, you can play online multiplayer, which I guess is, you know, a nice access, but still... You can, as they said, enjoy the vast library of N64 games that will be available on November 5th. All nine of the All games. All nine of those games, <laughs> yep. Mario Kart 64, which... Who the fuck is going to play Mario Kart 64? <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know about that. <laughs> Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, Yoshi Story, Sin and Punishment... 
Ocarina of Time, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario, and win back covert operations. Those are the nine games you have access to for an extra $25. Holy fuck. Yeah, I don't think that's something I'm going to get. Yeah, no, not for me, Chief. A lot of people have been saying that it's a little pricey for the content that you're getting. I mean, you'll get later. You'll get new more games at a later date, but and as you'll of also, November, I mean, you'll as of also November get 5th, as of November fifth, not worth fifty dollars. Yeah, you'll also get the Animal Crossing expansion with that. Yep. But or considering just that, that just I assume that's just a one-time thing. So maybe like, I don't know. Like I assume that's just a one-time purchase. So even though you're getting yeah. that with it, you're still going to be paying fifty dollars um a year. Yeah. When there are no expansions to be had in those next purchases. Yeah. So I, it sure seems a little not up my alley. But, yeah, that is sort of the sour ending we'll leave the Animal Crossing uh, expansion on. But, I mean, holy shit, if that whole section didn't say it enough, there's a yeah. lot of content coming for this game. Mm-hmm. Like way more than I would have ever expected, and I was happy with the game. I put over three hundred hours in that game, and yeah, I was no, happy with you, it. You were a fan, but I mean, this is just icing on the cake. And I definitely want to try out that because I I was always thinking about Happy Home Designer. Like back when it first came out, I was like, man, it's something that I really I, I want, but like I I don't know. I I also am not sure if I'll play it that much. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I don't know. This has really sold me. Just like. The amount of stuff that you can do and and the and the techniques you can bring back to your home island as well, I think it's cool. I think I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, and obviously you'll hear it here first. We'll have a, a first impressions. Uh, so yeah, for if, sure. Uh, at least for me, I, I don't think Colby will get it. Listen, uh, I'm going home this weekend, and I will. So I will have it by the time the update comes out. Maybe I'll hop back in there and get a car. Bruce, man, who knows? Okay, okay. I was about to say you can at least, I guess you can at least comment on the free update with me as well, uh, if you yeah, don't get the the expansion. But yeah, that's the Animal Crossing Direct. I uh, have more. I have I have an important update for the people. Uh, listen, we just ended on a sad, but I want to remind everyone that tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, a new Evolutions episode will be out, and yep. it's. It's one of the best content on right now. Highly recommend checking it out. They've been on a ripper of, you know, episodes. We've gotten three non-plot-filled, non-character-developed episodes in a row. <laughs> they are on a fucking tear. Uh, Disappointment. And I just want to raise the question to Tyler. Do our hopes and dreams die on Thursday? I mean, this is Unova, man. They're gonna. I feel like they will have to try if they want to. If they <laughs> no, want to, like, no, they it. don't. <laughs> you know why they don't? <laughs> why? It's, it's because they have money. It's a lot of it, so they, they don't have to try. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like even if they do just do a moment that we've already seen from Gen Five, it'll still be cool. Yeah, yeah for right. Because Gen Five is yeah, just like, is just cool yeah. in general. Like all the all the big story beats that they could go for, that that should, that'll just be cool to see. Just show Razoram coming 
please just do that like just make also, it a 34 like, second episode and just show that yeah i mean there's also other stuff that they could explore you know like show fucking end childhood like we have hit those those two uh women like his his caretakers we never see any of them in in no. the games much go into that go like their relationship with n what if they because they're you can go talk to them when you're storming ends like the uh, team plasma's castle have yeah. them like reflect on ends past as the bat as the gym leader battles are going on in the main courtyard and the castle is shaking from the battle yeah, sure. yeah like as, or as they're yeah yeah like as they're talking about childhood like shit like you know like usually the narration like show him fighting all just whooping Alder's yeah. ass with Zekrom. Like, that'd and be also, cool. like, like, it could be, like, obviously this is going to have to do with Getsis. Have them talk about Getsis' relationship with N, or at least what they saw of it. And, you know, yeah. while they're while they're narrating that, have, like, you know, cut to the, the main character stepping into that room where they fight N, and then when they beat N, Getsis comes through and then throws out his high dragon uh, to battle. Like, that... There's some crazy stuff they could do that still involves N and Getsis, even though they're already very developed characters. There's still stuff they could do. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that just another example of, like, there's so much that they could do that they probably will not. But even so, I will be cautiously optimistic for Gen 5 because Gen 5, they've usually been able to do pretty well in... Like the like the all, web series, all aspects really. Yeah, in yeah, the story itself, and the in the exterior amazing. media. Yeah, so this is the this is OG black and white. Yeah, this this is black and white one. That's Getsis's black and white one outfit that we saw in the teaser image. So yeah, it'll Listen, be interesting. If, it'll be interesting. This, if this sucks, the benefit is that we don't have to watch another one of these new ones for a month because the next one's gonna come out till December. So yeah, yeah, we, get, we one, get a nice break. If this one is bad, then. If we will at least have some content to talk about on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, a certain segment that we will not we'll, spoil we'll, just yeah, yet. We'll have, some, we'll have some opinions for sure. But yeah, that's the that's some foreshadowing for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we maybe. do have something else. This is a this is smaller news. Uh, at least Nintendo related anyway, but it has to do with a good old game called Apex Legends. Oh, God. Uh, I, it rears its head again. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a little bit. But, uh, yes, Apex Legends has released this, its new stories from the Outlands, uh, which usually comes as a part of the build-up to the next season of Apex Legends. This will be season 11. And, oh, my God, they are finally... Finally, adding a character that has been teased since season five, like years ago, this was teased, and finally it's coming to fruition. Where this character was, this character was in Titanfall two, like that's how much of a legacy this character has in this universe, and she is finally being added. Uh, and her name is Ash. She is a simulacrum, which basically means she is an android with the mind of someone. Uh, she basically has the mind of, of someone who has died. Uh, where, and 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 we have some we've had some lore leading up to it where it involves Horizon and her search for her son that leads her to kind of reactivate Ash's memories of being a pilot. Like it, inside Ash, there's the person who died named Doctor Reed, kind of battling with just the mercenary 
persona that Ash has become, essentially. Because in Titanfall 2, Ash was part of the Apex Predators, uh, which was the mercenary group that hunted that was hunting the main character down uh, and working for the for the bad guys. And at some point, she in the story, she was killed. Like just, her robot body was destroyed by us, the player. And they show it in the like in the cutscene. They show BT, the, the Titan that they you pilot, murder. taking like grabbing her out of her titan's cockpit and crushing her just exactly how it happened in titanfall 2 that's so pretty sick <laughs> i i was i was freaking the fuck out and then she she was already introduced back in to this to the story a while ago again with the season five uh quest being all about recovering her destroyed head and placing it back onto her uh body uh one of uh, the other legends named Pathfinder salvaging her from from just uh, this trash heap where she had lost her memory from Bliss re- kind of restoring part of her memory and instating her as the sort of runner of the arena's game mode. Uh, so she she's in that game mode all the time as the announcer and the it's sort of a hologram you see before every match and and now finally she gets her full memories back, or at least her memories of being a pilot in the first Titanfall 2 from Horizon, which Dr. Reed, the person whose mind she has, worked with uh, way, way back when, like literally decades before. And now she's finally going to take part in the Apex games. Now that she remembers all her skills and everything. And in the teaser images, she has a sword... Which obviously is always going to be great. That's sick. And yeah, so sorry, I just had to nerd out. Titanfall 2 lore is so fucking cool, and I'm so glad that she's finally being added into the game. So we don't have any gameplay trailers or anything, nothing like that. But uh, we uh, one other thing that we do know is one of the most infamous weapons from Titanfall 2 is coming back to is coming to Apex Legends in the form of the Car SMG, uh, oh. which was I basically I, I've even heard of this. Yeah, you you know how in Call of Duty there's usually like the one like fully automatic assault rifle or like some gun that's like yeah that's the tryhard gun if you want to like get kills you play with that gun. Uh, the Ripper that, from Ghost. Yeah, that was the car uh, in Titanfall. It was just so like you could just use it in any situation, long range, short range. It was an SMG, but you could like snipe people with it if you were good enough. It it, it I I will admit it was my main for a while. Uh, before I realized, like, hey, this is boring. Let's I'm use the let's use this bolt action sniper instead. Uh, but yeah, the car SMG uh, is coming back, which I was super surprised about. I was like, okay, they're probably gonna leave that in Titanfall 2. They won't bring that in. That's but uh, but yeah, they're bringing that back. So yeah, we got Ash and we got the car, and God only knows what will happen to the map. It's probably gonna get blown the fuck up again. Because that's all Battle Royale maps do, is they just destroy more of their map to update it. It's true. Uh, but how, how, how our heroes that descended in that map haven't died of radioactive poison. But Yeah, yeah, of course. But I believe that I believe that's everything for Apex. Uh, so we did Apex, Animal Crossing, Sora, and Dread. So I guess if you have nothing else, I can talk about what I did this past weekend. That was gaming related. Um, you know, I don't have anything. 
finished. I'm almost done with the I'm almost done with the Master Mode Compendium. 14 images left, and most of them I can find in Hyrule Castle, which I haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have five shrines. I'm trying not to look up, but perfect number where it's like I have no idea where the fuck any of these are. I'm just gonna All wander right. around until my Sheikah Center goes off. But yeah, yeah once that's done. It really might be dread time. Like it really might just be. It's oh wow, it, really? It, it it might be. It might be time to lose my mind. Holy you know? shit! I don't know, but I say that, and then next thing, you know what, guys? I'm I'm happy to say I've started another fire emblem run. Then dude, everyone just leaves. But yeah, no, it might be dread time. It might be dread. It might well, be. Hey, time. I will be. I'll be here to help you now that I've finished it. I'll be able and, to. Yeah, help and if, if you if really gonna, get stuck. Yeah, if I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it now because once. Oh fuck! I just realized. Never mind. That's not gonna be what I'm gonna do next because Hyrule Warriors DLC comes out at the end of the month, and then Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl comes out. Yeah, it's true. It it's does, gonna have to so. be a hol- gonna have gonna have to be a holiday game, but you know that's right. fine. That's fine. Or a holiday huh. gift from someone. That's someone else. true. That's true. But, Santa Santa can bring it, but. Um, speaking of uh, Pokemon, Tyler, you, t- Tyler did a he did a thing this weekend that involved Pokemon, uh, not the game, but real life, like real life escapade of Pokemon at at, P- at PSU. So I will let you take the floor from here, uh, Tyler. Go- there's a great image online that I have on my phone of this event. So, motherfucker, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I'll take it over. So I just did one of the coolest things that I've ever done uh, in my college life. And I want to tell you guys about it because it's gaming related. So uh, I've mentioned this before, actually. Uh, It's called the Penn State Pokemon Challenge. And when I was a freshman, I was going to be the water type gym leader for the uh, for the event that was coming up. Uh, But then, of course, uh, the virus hit and it was canceled. And then it was canceled for the following year because that was the online year. So I never got to experience this, that all of my Pokemon Club friends were telling, or at least all the Pokemon Club people who had done it before uh, were telling me how cool it was. Uh, and I never got to do it. But finally, this year, uh, I am I was no longer an officer because my schedule did not allow me to uh, be be that active in the club anymore but just, i was still able just to. you just you're just an ace trainer as they would put yeah, as i was saying i'm just an ace trainer now i'm no longer uh, an official well i'm i'm part of the club i still go to the meetings but i'm just not an officer anymore but the officers were able to pull it off and we had the penn state pokemon challenge fall 2021 revival this was kind of like meant as like hey this is a revival event to bring back uh this that hasn't been here for like two years so Basically, the whole premise of this is we turn campus into one big Pokemon region where you have to travel around. Region. What? What's the name of the region? Uh, it is called. It was called the Etium region. Uh, E-T-I-U-M. And it was split into two sort of sub-regions. You have the Caldium Plains, which is sort of the uh, northern part of campus. Uh, sort of shown as a bit more of the uh, the hotter, more normal climate. And then you have the southern, well, not southern, more like central campus, which is the Frigus Valley. Uh, and in each section, there are four gym leaders. There were only eight this time. 
I've, I've heard in other Pokemon ch- uh, challenges, they will do like 10, but you only have to defeat eight. That helps with the lines that kind of form at some gym leaders. But yeah, they gave us these, uh, each of these little badge books, uh, like physical books. And inside, inside you have uh, the the rules uh, for day one and day two. You have the gym leaders in their locations. Uh, and you have this map of campus that they made to look like an actual Pokemon map. Would you look at that? Yeah, they they have each building that a gym leader's in labeled. They have the hub where you can find food, uh, Buki, which is your home base. Uh, they have this uh, this QR code. So if this map is not good enough, you can actually find an actual map of campus to get around if you are lost. Uh, this is the rules for the Elite Four, which is day which is day two, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and this is when the badges start. So each gym leader has a page, and there's a little square where they will put their little custom-designed uh, gym badge sticker, if you beat them, uh, along with they'll sign it, and, the, and you can do like battle notes in there as well. Uh, you are allowed to challenge each gym leader uh, as many times as you want, and you're allowed to change your team in between challenges. But if you lose, you have, just have to go to the back of the line, if there is one, uh, before you challenge them again. But in this, and also, these gym leaders are all competitive teams, like, straight off the bat. Like, they don't get harder as you go. They're all monotype, which, you know, I was going to say, they're all still going by the type, so you, so you type theme. Yeah. But they're all, like, competitive builds. Like, this is, like, this was the, like, this isn't your, your grandpa's Pokemon. This is, like, if every gym leader was a competitive Pokemon player. This uh, is red and blue. This is uh, harder than that. This is fucking regional tournament world, like, Players' Cup. Uh, but, yes, for this region, in the Caldean Plains, we had Flying, Fire, Grass, and Ghost. And in the Frigus Valley, we had Ground, Ice, bug and dark uh and for this revival event each each gym leader uh was an actually an alumni of the club one of them being uh santino is his name and if champion right i was about to say like a world champion like who has won the players cup and the invitational twice and he had to beat like five world champions in a row to do so so yeah uh if that name rings a bell, that's why, because he's a Penn State of fucking alumni. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, uh, you have basically all day to uh, challenge the gym leaders. But, uh, like, you basically only have from, like, 10 to 7 to fight and get the badges for all the gym leaders. And you are sent off to a starting building. In this case, I was sent off to the Chambers building first, which is the home of the ghost-type gym leader. Uh, again, to like spread everybody out and to prevent lines. Uh, but yeah, you have a limited amount of time to do that. And you can do them in any order. Uh, but also, you don't always just battle. Also, one, the gym leaders like s- sometimes did little things to, like theme their gyms. Like the fire gym leader was just playing songs that had something to do with fire in the building that he was in. The ghost type gym leader made candles and just made the entire room dark and just had his two little That's ominous candles sick. In, in front of his desk. So how did you have the so did you have like a DS or a switch or something? Yes, it was on it was sword and shield based, so everyone would carry around a switch and uh, you know fight. 
uh, in the normal single battle, uh, normal rules format of, of the link battles. Okay. Uh, but yeah, my first, I- I'm not going to lie. I got my fucking ass kicked. Like in a lot of these battles, like most of the battles I lost at least once before I was able to beat them. Uh, the, the meeting, the Pokemon club meeting previous, like before this event was all about team building and like figuring out, you know, breeding and, and getting Pokemon competitive battle ready, uh, which is great. But yeah, I beat, I beat ghost first after losing once I beat the fire next after losing once then I beat grass and then, you know, yada, yada, yada. I did not, I was one bad short. I didn't, I was not able to beat the final gym leader. I wasn't even actually I wasn't even actually able to challenge him because I just ran out of time before I even got to him. Uh, but that was Santino, so maybe it was a good thing that I didn't get to challenge him. He probably would have yeah. ran my shit. Yeah, maybe he would have made you hate Pokemon. I actually did battle him. Uh, he was the dark type gym leader. I did battle him uh, on day two when we were just hanging out watching the finalists uh, fight the elite four. Uh, and yeah, he he fucked me up. But uh, yeah, again, you it's just so it was so cool to do and. Uh, our club advisor, which is a faculty member that kind of oversees the club, uh, or is like the representative of the club, uh, was the Pokemon professor. Uh, we had like this silly little storyline about uh, her Ninetales eggs being stolen because Ninetales is her favorite Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and you had oh, NPC. female professor. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, professor Cheryl. Uh, but... Uh, I was about to say, you, you don't just fight the gym leaders. You have side quests that you can do, too. There are NPCs uh, around campus that you can go and find and fight uh, to get raffle tickets, uh, which you can N- enter in for... N- wait, 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 NPCs? Well, people, they're actual people. They're not actually, like... <laughs> they're just called NPCs. It'd be funny if your club was like, here, here kid, take this $20 oh. and stand still wait, for NPCs. Yeah, it was a- one and someone was like holding a switch. Yeah, it was a like there was there were side quests like the the big side quest was each gym leader will give you a hint, uh, like some sort of hint to a room number in a building on campus, which where the evil villain who has stolen the eggs is, uh, and you can go and you can go and find him and and ha and you and if you complete that side quest you get additional raffle tickets to win prizes, uh, but you can also go to the game corner which is just the building that you start at to play mini games or or fight the professor and if you do that you get an additional raffle ticket and then you have npcs which only use pokemon that can use metronome so that's messed up no but it (laughs) yeah it's kind of like oh we can't control our pokemon our pokemon just do whatever they want so it's just all terrified the entire time (laughs) just of just of a sheer cold coming my way but yeah, if you fight them twice and win at least once, then you get more raffle tickets. And at the end of the event at seven, uh, they get to raffle off. They were like figurines, posters, all sorts of cool stuff that you could win from the raffle. Did you win anything? Uh, I did not. Even though I, I had a bunch of tickets power. thrown in there. No, I know. It sucks. But back to the gym challenge. If you manage to be all eight gym leaders before seven, you move on to day two. How which... many people beat all eight? Uh, five people beat all eight out of the twenty out of the out of the twenty three participants. Five moved on to day two. How many? How many else got seven like you? Like uh, I mean, close, but didn't cut it. Well, ironically, she did re- read out everyone who got seven, but someone forgot to record that I beat them, so she did not call my name, which kind of sucked. But Damn, I believe it was tough. like I believe it was also five 
Like five people got seven, and then five people got eight. That's uh, tough. Still yeah. under half people. Half the people already came in close. Yeah, we had 30 people pre-registered for the event, and 23 actually attend. Uh, in years that's past, good. no, that's good. Like in the the maximum amount that has ever been had, I've been told is 40. Like 40 fucking people that'd going around campus nuts. battling gym leaders. That'd be crazy. Which is wild. Also, it like before before I left the first gym after losing my first time, it started to fucking pour. Like the weather was not kind to us that day, but uh, it was luckily. It did not stop the proceedings, and we were able to continue on as the weather lightened up. But, yeah, day two was the Elite Four. The Elite Four also were our alumni uh, of of the Pokemon Club. And uh, f- basically what happens is you only have th- – I think you have three attempts to battle the Elite Four. And while in the gym challenge you were able to switch your team between matches – in this one, you make your team before you challenge the Elite Four, and then you can't change it until you That's... beat all four Elite Four in a row. Did anyone beat the Elite Four? No. We did not get a new champion. Like, actually, no one beat all the Elite Four. So who's the current champion? Do you have a champion in the club? Uh, well, the mystery champion was our professor, Cheryl. <laughs> like, she oh, was going... Oh, Jesus, really? That's cool. She was the mystery champion, uh, but... Yeah, I don't think we ha- we we're just championless for now. Like there there is no champion. Uh, I'm disappointed. No one cosplayed for this event. Uh, well, someone cosplayed as Red. Uh, also we had the the professor, our our advisor, dress up as a professor with her lab coat. We also had uh some breeder Pokemon breeders dress up in like you know the breeder outfits from the games, uh as well, so we could pick them out. As we're walking around, but you yeah. gotta bring it next year. One a year. Um. Well, actually, we might do another one just next semester. Uh, it's kind of up in the air whether or not it's semesterly or yearly, but it's gotta be semesterly. I mean, twenty three is a good turnout. I mean, yeah, I know. Losing. Right? How many? How many are graduating in winter? Like, can't be that much. I I'm not exactly sure. I don't think it's that much, but. I would love to be a gym. I would love to try my hand at being a gym leader again. Cause... No, we got to get your fucking ass ready for the Elite Four. We need you up there on that champion <laughs> pedestal. I'm tired of this bullshit gym leader bullshit. You need to kick that dream aside and start working getting these bet getting this team ready. Look, I was I was shocked at was how it, far was I it was. Was it like everyone was level 100? Like is that how it worked? No, well, like everyone was level. You know, they're on a level to. 50. Oh, the level cap. The level. Cap. Yeah, the level cap to 50, but. Like, holy shit. Uh, I actually, one of the gym leaders was, like, one of the founding president of the club. That's uh, really cool. Was the uh, the flying-type gym leader. And he dressed up as, like, a bird keeper. He had goggles and a cage with a plush Fletchender in it. Like, How he, he old is the stuff. club? How old is the club? I think 2010 was when it started. Oh, that's really cool. That's still pretty new. That's really cool, though. That's that, Those are the golden days. That's yeah, black and white so, days. I was going to say, our, our founding president was is still able to, like, be around. So... Uh, he was my wall because that he was my seventh that I went for. Uh, he was in the bills. He was the flying type gym leader. Uh, he was my fucking wall. He was. I came in. I was like, oh, I have seven badges. He was like, oh, then you you should be fine. You should have no problem with my gym. And he proceeded to kick my ass twice in a row. And he was the only one to beat me twice. Uh, 
He had Celesteela, Landorus Therian, Zapdos, Mandibuzz, Dragonite, oh, and Gyarados. Uh, that was that was my next question. Could you have legendaries? Yeah, you. Well, you just couldn't have Uber tier legendaries. You could have legendaries that were in the OU tier of, of Smogon, but not Ubers. So I I was I brought like the three Galarian birds uh, plus Moltres, like regular Moltres. Those those were my legendaries for for this battle, or for at least the. Uh, the entirety. I had a pool of like 12 Pokemon that I swapped in and out depending on the type because those were the only 12 I had ready. Uh, but yeah, the flying, he gave me grief. He he also, add insult to injury, he had a full team of Shinies except for his Zapdos. What a fucking jerk. Just absolutely destroying me with like the coolest Pokemon ever. But eventually I was able to bring it. I sprinted like from that building. I had less than an hour to try and get to the final gym leader. I fucking sprinted across campus like a madman trying to make it there. But, there. But, but once I got there, there was just a huge line. That was the reason I couldn't challenge him. So I was just like, okay, that's fine. I, know, uh, sad. I was I was happy. I had that, that was like the most fun I had had on campus in such a long time. It was oh, so that sounds cool. sick. Dude, it, I felt like such a nerd. Like even I told my girl, my girlfriend was home for the weekend and I told her I was doing this, and some of her family friends asked, you know, oh, what's Tyler doing this weekend? And she's like, oh, he's he's doing a Pokemon thing, and and the fucking and the fucking I little sibling, like tw- like like twelve or to like ten years old, was like, oh my god, that's so childish. Like, is he when is he gonna grow up? I'm like, are you fucking are you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna fucking spin your jaw, kid. <laughs> but. Like I have no shame. That was the coolest shit. Also, my dad, who has no idea what Pokemon is or how it works, he was texting me throughout the day. He's like, "Are you winning, son? Like, what? How's it going, man? Like, are you are you doing good?" Um, <laughs> and yeah, I told him, "I'm split at fifty fifty. I'm losing and then winning the next." Yeah, I told so, I told know, him like that. I, I told him like that. He, he texted me like right after I lost like two gym leaders in a row. I'm like, Dad, I'm getting my fucking ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, like I'm getting fucking rocked. I have yeah. no chance. But it it was ah, oh, it was so cool. Uh the other teams were also every single gym leader had at least one shiny, which I was kinda pissed at because oh, I mean, I, how much they play. Yeah, I mean they they, pro- they they probably have an ungodly amount of hours logged on Sword <laughs> Shield. I, I Oh, did I, you see they're doing the GameStop's doing an event get a shiny Zamazenta and Shiny Zoxin? Yep. Zashin and Zamazenta. Yep, too bad there's only that's bad there's only three game stops left. Yeah, right in the fucking world. Like flies. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But, blockbuster. But yeah, I was finally cool, man. But yeah, uh, I I took like notes on after the fact of like the cool things that I remember from each battle. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to make this episode too long, but I could talk about this all day. It was so so cool, and uh, one of the guys. Uh, who I'd actually met before. His name's Adam. He's an alum. Uh, he was the bug type gym leader. Uh, he reminded me that like VGC events are coming back. I think later this year or like next year. Uh, so he's like, I'm sure the club will. Like, are you going to be going to those? I'm sure the club will do like more regionals trips and such. So yeah, I guess I'm getting back into competitive Pokemon now. <laughs> there you go. This, yeah, that's the welcome back scene for you. That that challenge was the first time I actually like battled competitively in such a long time so i was really awesome i was really surprised to how far i made it with the team that i built 
So I would say you held your ground pretty well if you got seven badges. I was about to say I think I I think I held I mean, my you, own. You may not have had you may not have had a winning record. It sounds like overall, but hey, you don't need a winning record. You need to well, win once, and you did I, I that think, seven times. I think I did. I think I did have a winning record overall because there were some that I beat first try, which counteracted the. the I know, the but you said but you said you lost twice. You split the first two, so that's four losses. And three. So I lost one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I, I lost five times. And oh, then, That's pretty good that if you lost twice in one round. That's pretty You won four straight up first try? Yeah, I, I won first try against Bug, uh, Ground, Grass, and... Oh, wait, no, did I... Did I fuck that up? Oh, no, because I didn't fight the last gym leader. So, yeah, it, it's one less than what you're thinking. Seven and five is what you went. Yeah, so I went seven That's and five. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, for my first for my first outing, yeah, I, I think so. Think about it. If you'd have lost to Santino twice, you'd still have a 500 record. You'd be it's, fine. <laughs> it's true. I, I would have, but, yeah, that was... That was my really nerdy but really fucking cool weekend that I wanted to share because I'm gonna, I'm gonna come be like your super fan from the games. Like the <laughs> you're, you're my team yell. You're yeah, just following me around. Yep, yep. I'm gonna vlog it. I'm gonna vlog the whole thing. Dude, let's do it. We should totally do that. <laughs> let's do some content. Just let's upload it as up. upload the audio as a as a fucking as an episode. Yeah, it's just a nine-hour-long episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think we're skilled enough to cut it down a little bit, but cut to the six-hour mark if you want to see Tyler get yeah. like, one-shotted. Cut to the six and a half-hour mark to see Tyler's team get fucking bodied by a single Pokemon. <laughs> but no, man, that sounds awesome. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. I mean, also, I'm again, I'm pretty sure it's open to even non-Penn State students. So if any of you guys ever want to come down and like compete. Oh man! You totally can build the competitive team. Get ready. I was gonna say, looking at you too, pal. I mean, I know you don't battle competitively, but I'll get into it if I can. If I can take a stab, if I can bring as long as I can bring the shiny yeah. G wagon. And again, there's also like there's no entry fee either because we get all of our money from the football from our football booth sales. So you don't have to like actually pay for anything. And you have the chance to walk away with prizes. So. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the picture of all you guys. You all look so happy. <laughs> I I might look less happy. It was very cold. Uh, that that it was does on, look fucking cold. Everyone's in a sweatshirt. Yeah, that that was on day two, uh, and we all walked out. And one of the gym leaders like came in right before the picture was taken, so he's not there. But, but yeah, no. I, the, ironically, he is uh, the ghost gym leader, so he's probably just invisible. Also, some pretty good diversity too. You got a good mix of girls and guys. That's awesome. That's good to see. Yeah, that. that's what I was thinking too. Like, there were a lot of people that when I walked into the to the starting room, like I did not know who they were. So it was cool to meet a lot of new people as well. That's really cool. But, but yeah, yeah, no, that's that's sick. If I have to, if I have to come down there and you know get my ass whooped, I'll do it. I mean, hey, if you want to be my personal coach, uh, you, I would not say no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll 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 consider it. Let me know when and where. Listen, yeah, I'm not I'm not. Listen, I won't be in RA a year from now. Like I'm not doing it my senior year fall semester, so right. I'll be free. Okay. <laughs> well, I will let you know because I'm gonna be honest. That 
I often say that I am still a child at heart, but man, that really did make me feel like a kid again. I was like playing a route. I was playing route music on my headphones, like in between walking to the buildings, uh, just to get myself. Routes, route two eighteen. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that that was my weekend, and what a fucking awesome weekend it was. And I think with that, that is every topic that we had for today. A bit of a longer episode. But well, we had a short one last week, I feel. Yeah, certainly content-filled, though, I think. For sure. For sure it was. Oh, it's already four, Jesus. I don't have anything to do, but still, it's <laughs> crazy. I know. I got I to gotta eat and have a quiz, so, you know, I oh, okay. still got... Well, then, still got an agenda, but well then we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening this far, if you indeed still are. Uh, if you want to support us, the best way to uh, help out this podcast is to leave leave a rating and review uh, on Apple Podcasts. We're always looking at those reviews for uh, feedback and criticism, so that we can cater uh, our podcast to our audience. So we definitely appreciate if you guys would do that for us. Uh, yeah, all of our social media links will be down in the description below. Uh, normally we will uh, do uh, polls and such on on Twitter, which we will reference in the episode. So if you want a chance of uh, getting maybe an answer to an Instagram question or uh, voting on a poll, you should definitely follow us there for updates on that. Uh, Colby, any other things of note before we head out for the day? Uh, Tune in next week. Uh, We're going to be giving a full breakdown of what's certainly going to be just draw a job and tell me. So, I, yeah, I certainly hope so. Looking forward. But other than that, everyone, um, thanks is, thanks for always tuning in. As Tyler said, it's rating review. Best way to let us know how we're doing. And we will talk to you guys in the next one. Have a good day, gamers. <laughs>